Hey podcast, uh, the Gary V Challenge. Hashtag Gary V Challenge. That's right, I put out the huge deck. How many pages was that, 270? The, the, the deck I put out on my birthday uh, is out there now and now I'm scared. Why am I scared? Because people love consuming information but they hate doing the things in the information. So we're doing the Gary V Challenge. Hashtag Gary V Challenge. What does that mean? I am now challenging you, my audience, to make content at scale. Use the hashtag Gary V Challenge in Facebook, in Instagram, in Twitter, in LinkedIn so that we can find your stuff and I'm gonna pick some winners in January of the people that have gone out and actually made, making, contextually making, making at scale. Please go do that, go check it out. Looking forward to it, please enter. Doing always is better than reading. This is the Gary V Audio Experience. Hey guys, it's Gary Vaynerchuk, episode 331 of the Ask Gary V Show. Actually, we had a pretty hardcore Team Gary uh, meeting the other day where we're actually gonna be rebranding this show. So, a lot of changes in store. So, one of the last Ask Gary V shows in this format. Are we keeping the Ask Gary V and it's just gonna be me asking questions? I don't even remember how we, what we netted out of. Anyway, Amy, a ton of is coming, as always, <laughs> and Amy is back in the building. I'm gonna allow her to introduce herself to the Boehner Nation in a minute, talk about this lovely book, but uh, I think this is one of the last things I'm doing content-wise for the year, so happy uh, happy holidays, happy new year, healthy to everybody. The new decade is upon us, um, and, um, and it's really good to see you, Amy. It's great to see you, Gary. Thanks for having me. Why don't you tell everybody who you are and a little bit about what we're doing here. Sure. My name is Amy Landino and I'm a Vayner speaker. Isn't that the only thing that matters? <laughs> <laughs> this is true. Actually, fun fact, Amy is part of, Vayner Speakers is a agency we have where we rep me and I think 10 maybe or so other exclusive artists and then others. Uh, and uh, Amy is part of the roster, one of the first people we reached out to. I am so grateful for that, by have the way. Have you been enjoying it? Oh my gosh, are you kidding? Let's shoot it. What a team. I want to on Zach and Steve and those guys if we can. <laughs> the have, day he's have out. They been, have they been good? They've been fantastic. It's been, you know, been, it was at the end of the first year I was like, so you guys are like cool with me staying on, right? And they're like, oh yeah, we're just getting started. I mean, it's only gotten better as we've yeah. gone along. You guys sent me to Saudi Arabia for crying oh, out loud. I heard. <laughs> I heard. That's awesome. But I think what most people know me for is a YouTube channel called Amy TV. I help women going after the life that they want. I also have a podcast called Detail Therapy. So speaking, um, I just wrote my second book, Good Morning, Good life and uh, when did this come out just a couple weeks ago self-published or self-published baby. and how's that game been uh, it's a lot of work from the outset but it's so worth it in the end I mean it's just like I don't have to deal with anybody it's just my book in a world where like so many people are producing content you know what you just said is like something I think about like there's just so much what do you think has helped you succeed at the end of the day, and, I, and it goes back to the conversation of should you publish traditionally, should you do a lot of things? There's so many different options, but that's the best part about it and also the worst part about it. It's paralyzing. I think the thing that's made me succeed is the ability to make a decision. I can make a decision and, and just decide to do it and whether it's the best thing I could have done or I could have done something better, it's fine. You reflect on it, you move on from it, you go. If I decide to self-publish and I'm like, hmm, should have done something who cares like whatever progress dwell. is gonna no I don't not at all because I know that I can just do it again I can just try something else I can just go a different way and there's actually not a lot of things I can think of where I'm like oh man made the wrong move mm -hmm. because I just decide and go yeah I like that 
I'm a big fan of that. We're gonna take some calls, I decided, quite a bit on this episode, so uh, please put it, what are we, live on Facebook? Facebook Live, put questions in there. Okay, and LinkedIn? All right, cool, LinkedIn, Facebook, please put your phone number in the comments and we will call you as we're gonna make the majority of the show call in because I like that and I want to do that and we've had Amy in the past so you can Google us. We've jammed a bunch over the years so yeah. there's plenty of backstory and things of that nature. So what's uh, what are you hyped about? What are you excited about? What's on your mind? Like, how, What are you thinking about these days? I don't know. I actually kind of had a, like a tangent thought moment this morning just because like I don't think I've ever like sat down and like fully like chatted with you in sort of this kind of format. But there's such a misconception because you've been really kind to me. You've been great to my career, my family. But a lot of people have approached me and gone, how are you like best friends with Gary Vaynerchuk? <laughs> and I'm just like, well, you know, good work observes good work. And it ends up being the best example ever when I'm talking to people about mentorship. Because everybody has this, like, not everybody, but a lot of people have the wrong idea that you have to literally be on the phone with somebody, talk to somebody every day, every week for X number of minutes in order for them to mentor you. But that's never been the case with you being my mentor. I read your books. I watched your videos. I listened to podcasts. You told me what to do all along. But it's like, how many conversations do we need to have in between? And that was a moment I had this morning. I was like, I wish more people knew that I don't have to be your best friend to take a good example from you. And I th- hope that that's what is happening so with that's people the, with So that's me. what you mean with that perspective, like that yeah. people think that our relationship, that they need to have that same level of access to me to get the benefit. They need, uh, yeah, any access. And it, it looks different than it actually is. And it's because of someone's ability to execute, not what someone's actual access is. I agree, I think it has a lot to do with the first thing that you spoke about, which is your ability to not to dwell mm. helps you so much. Mm. Yeah, Like people second guess themselves beforehand and after, and that's where all the energy goes. Absolutely. They're beating themselves up. It's a game of insecurity versus self-esteem. Mm-hmm. This, is, this is one big game of that. Mm. No matter how many different cartoons or platforms or ways I package the story, it's very, very, very important for people to understand the way they think about themselves mm-hmm. is an uncomfortable variable to what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I, I've been kind of having this conversation with my community lately about guilt mm-hmm. because it comes in a lot of different ways. It's packaged in a lot of different ways. You can do it to yourself, but it can also be somebody else trying to make you feel guilty. And you'll actually find that that happens a lot when you're actually doing something to improve yourself, like having a morning routine or starting a business or saving money and not going out as much. Guilt comes externally all the time. But what I'm realizing more and more is I can't feel guilty about something that I'm doing with intention, something I chose to do. And so if I'm not able to do this thing because I was able to focus on what was important to me, because there is no shame attached to what I do and how I spend my time every day, that guilt just doesn't make a connection to me. And I I don't know if that's like, oh, I lack feelings in certain areas or whatever, but I just have been able to compartmentalize a little bit where I can observe someone's feelings if they if they think I'm not hearing them and say, you know, okay, how do we fix the real problem here? Because it's not that I'm too invested in my career. That's not really the problem at the end of the day. But Yeah, I mean, I think about that a lot as well. I think so much of what works for me is having the ability to have detachment with what you were just referring to, which is not having feelings, mm. like the whole business is business. Mm-hmm. I don't, uh, while having deep empathy. I, I have enormous compassion. It's very easy for me to understand, um, but I have a complete 
ability to not allow somebody else to impose their feelings on how I should be feeling. Yeah. I just, I'm, we live in a keyboard warrior culture. Like it's, it's laughable to me that somebody who doesn't, who's never met me can have the energy to tell me how to live my life. A hundred percent. Like, it doesn't even make, like, even in the way I articulated that, like, it's just common sense. Right. It's just like, you know, but it leads to what is your framework. If you were brought up by parents that made you feel insecure, then it's likely that Johnny Pants 47 has a chance to make you insecure as well in a comment. And not really even knowing when some, what it sounds like for someone to blame you and then when you, for you to take that same habit forward and use a blame mentality and an approach and making somebody feel feel I, bad. I just came out of a really tough HR meeting where somebody went to HR that's upset with me about a decision I made that is 100% grounded in their entitlement and ego. Mm. And I want to punch something. <laughs> like seriously, like like that but like that's my, you know, that's my that's it's just really fascinating. Especially the reason I have some juice on this is because on top of which, me bending triple backwards to make it awesome for them, hence why the entitlement happened. Mm. But that's the game, it's, that's yeah. life. That's the balance that I've People been- People hate accountability. 100%. The balance for me learning as my business grows is learning how to be a manager and I'm like, whoa, this is a thing I did not sign up for, right? And so there's that and then there's like, okay, I want them to see it this way, but like, who am I to say? the way they see things. So who am I to say that their ego is not a good enough you, argument? You know, you know what's funny is that um, I have so much passion to share. I have zero expectations of anybody consuming my content and acting on it, zero. Every single person that has gotten benefit from it and has told me has been complete upside, mm. added value. Zero expectations. Yeah. Back to who am I? Yeah. Yes, I understand that people mm. are reacting to my content because I'm a good communicator and I'd like to think I have something of substance to say, but I don't expect it. Mm. There's a lot of things going on. There's plenty of things. And I think the good communicators or the people that are easy to sort of understand and, and grab onto, there's a level of extreme that has to be the case. Like clearly you you exemplify extremity in some way. I have an extreme in, in different things that I do. You, you can't put somebody on every single pedestal. It's that extreme. But there's different judgments for different extremes. Mm. I might be an extreme with my extroverted, you know, communication style, and there's judgment to that. I mm. get a lot of people to, your, you know, as you know, that think I'm full of or a charlatan. Whereas somebody who's an extremely good articulator of words, writing a beautifully extreme LinkedIn article, does not get that judgment. Mm. Like, you know, I'm always scared for people to try to replicate my style. The only thing that works for me is I'm incapable of not being myself. Let this and you have the audacity to do it with on video, with audio. Like, there's, I think there's a different emotional connection for an audience because it feels like right. you're talking to yeah, them I, on video. If, you've, if you have achieved your goal as a video creator, it feels like you're sitting in the room with someone and you're saying that to their face. And I think what's important is just like leaning into you. Like, let, let it be known as a strategist for success, I wish my chemicals were 25% less over the top. Mm. There are people that immediately, within the first 40 seconds, of their friend recommending them watching content will con click play, leave, DM their friend or text them and be like, what the f are you talking about that? <laughs> I hate that dude. Yeah. If I could take 25% less 
juice out of my communication style, I would have more audience. It's not super complicated. Oh, I don't know if I agree. Because you're gonna argue the counter, which I probably agree with as well, which is where I was about to go, which is, but then you don't have the audience you have from your authenticity. But not just that, I mean, clearly, (laughs) we see it in every capacity in politics and everything. Like, your ability to make people make a decision is where you end up getting even more traction. Yeah, and to your point, if there was 25 less, you know, if there's one less curse, or there was a really interesting sure. conversation I had with a really nice guy on my Instagram uh, two days ago, I think, or yesterday, where there's this moment where I'm helping this kid make a decision at, around doing what he loves versus what his mom wants, and in the moment, we're going back and forth, and I'm like, I, he's like, you're right, and I'm like, I know I'm right, and I'm transitioning to the next thing, and he took real issue, and he's like, I hate that about you. Like you're so like for everything's so good, and when you you come across condescending or high in yourself, I'm like you've completely missed the context. This is a kid in this exact moment that's trying to make a life decision, and me creating affirmation on his idea that wait a minute you might be right, right. is exactly what's needed in that moment. I don't need to say I'm right for my own ego. I'm quite it's, confident it's in who segue. I am. I don't need to tell <laughs> some random kid I know I'm right. That's not the moment where I'm gonna pull out the ego card. I think that's the segue to let me tell you everything I feel like you should hear right now. You're taking it personal when I say People those literal. words. Literal. Right. He's taking it literal. Right. Like, rewatch it. Right. Rewatch it. I know I'm right is to keep pushing him down a path to try to help him feel empowered. Get further. Not me trying to be braggadocious. Right. I can be braggadocious a million more interesting Different ways. Different ways. <laughs> Rezzy sold for hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars to Amex. Hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars. Me and Ben Levithal came up with the idea over dinner. We incubated the company at VaynerMedia. I sat on the board. I was an instrumental player. I rarely mention it. I was wondering what happened, happened to it. What happened to it? Amex bought it for hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars. There's a, I have so much more so interest in to be braggadocious about than me being right that his mom will be happy if he lives his life his way. People are very funny, very literal, really willing to take things out of context for the narrative they want to paint. Hmm. Let's take some phone numbers. LinkedIn, Facebook, put up your phone numbers. JR here is gonna do some calls, we'll do it. We wanna get Amy to answer some questions. Uh, While John is dialing, how's the book doing? It's great. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, we've sold a few. Yeah, we've definitely sold some books. It's amazing because it's like, I haven't had to create any content on Instagram lately. Everybody's just posting. Hello, this is Ethan. Ethan, it's Gary Vaynerchuk, and you're on the Ask Gary V Show with Amy. Oh my God, Gary, dude. I've followed you my whole life, dude. This is How old are you? <laughs> For I'm real? 22, bro. 22. Dude, so I mean... I'm so, I'm so, I'm, I've been an entrepreneur my whole life, dude. When I was in high school. Hold on, I hold on, hold on. Ethan, to... real quick. Say hello to Amy. <laughs> no, it's fine. Hi. Ethan. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing great. Please proceed with your story. <laughs> okay, this is awesome. Anyways, I am a total entrepreneurial kid dude been started a lawn mowing business when I was little I started a snow cone shop in high school nice. I came to college I started a drinks and treats business in Salt Lake City and I all I do is work dude and I I'm just been an entrepreneur my whole life and you're just my hero Gary thank you so much for everything bro thank you so so much man. you're welcome Ethan. <laughs> do you have a question is there something Amy and I can answer I, 
Yeah, I do have a question. So I'm 22. I'm, I'm, I'm a bit younger, but I built a pretty big business here in Salt Lake. Like I'm saying, it's a drinks and treat shop, right? So what we sell is like um, soda and treats, cookies, cinnamon rolls, pretzels, things to go with it, right? I understand. And we do most of our business through the drive-thru. So we have a few locations. We have a few locations. We do catering. And it's grown pretty. I've owned the business. I started it four years ago. I've owned the business for about four years. I've kind of built my personal brand on the back of my business's content. So we have a really popular Instagram page here. And what's, what's it called? It's at, it's at Thirst Drinks. T-H-I-R-S-T-D-R-I-N-K-S. Okay. Thirst Drinks. The business is called Thirst. Anyways, I'm always on there. Hey, what up? I call, I call my audience. Honestly, dude, I ripped this from you. Because <laughs> I, 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 I started following you so long ago. I listen to your content so much. I started calling my audience the Thirsty Nation. <laughs> so I call them... I, I, so I'm always on the stories every day, like, Thirsty Nation, what up? We got this product. Anyways, people, and I'm always at the shop working 24-7, so I've kind of built a personal brand, like, indirectly from my business. Okay. And, but I'm, I'm 20, I, I mean, I'm 22. I'm, I'm wondering how I can build a personal brand because, uh, to kind of, you know, leverage this into the next thing that I do. You know, I built my yeah. personal brand off of the back of my business's brand. But the problem is I struggle to put my finger on where I put my personal content because I know, I feel like I know a lot of, like, I mean, I've been Yeah, you're intuitive. You're intuitive. You're no, the- you're no different than I was at that. Like, so much of the reason that I've innovated and been unique is I didn't learn it. It was intuitive. I did it. I saw that it worked. I talked about it. The answer to your question is very simple. There's a VaynerMedia Instagram page. There's a Wine Library Instagram page. There's an Empathy Wines Instagram page. There's also a Gary V Instagram page. You should put your personal content on your personal page. What you need to well, get, what you need. You know, I, I, know, I know you're against like, dude, and I, I'm, a, I'm like a brick and mortar retail business entrepreneur, a young one, real okay. yet. Okay. But I, I know, I'm not, I'm not building a social media agency. You know, like I'm not a bullshitter. Like, okay. you know how many fake, you know how many fake entrepreneurs are putting out content about how you know. What's that got? What's that? But what's that got to do with you? Like, why? Why? Because, why don't you have an Instagram page that that you're putting out content on your page? I do, but I struggle to put my finger on where. No, 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 no. Let's let's I, where what? Where to put the content? No, no. What kind of content? Because why don't because you? I'm what, docking, no, you don't. I'm no, you don't. My journey. No, you don't. You really don't have, like I can tell in these three minutes and 41 seconds that you do not have a problem figuring out what to post on it. You just have too much to say. I don't wanna be a dude. So don't, hold on, hold on. What, you think that people, have you been affected by me saying that don't be a 22 year old life coach? Are you, like let me. 100%. So let's let's, let's ship, good, so let's ship at it. People think that I'm a motivational speaker. I don't want to be. What's one of the ways to do that? By building an actual $200 million agency with a thousand employees globally to starting a speaking bureau that is actually good and Amy still likes us because we, <laughs> we send her to Saudi Arabia. Right, like, right. like, don't put out anything that isn't true. Right. Yeah, I, mean, I feel like, how do I, how do I be grounded with that? I haven't built you know, anything like you, but like, that's a million dollar business, you know, just a talk, local retail talk, business. Talk about, talk about, what happened today when the manager called out sick and you had to go there. I wish I made content when I was building Wine Library. There was real there. Just like, I would argue that my running hypothesis is your problem is that your account doesn't have any followers yet and 
the and the humility needed after you've built up the business's following count to start yours now with no followers is a bridge that's a little bit difficult to cross right now. I, I don't think so, but I also, on that point, dude, I have a tactic that I kind of stems from your content that I think everyone's gonna really like. I created a, a, an account called Ethan From Thirst. That's literally my username. I see it. And I go in, I, I go in and I engage with the community, my, my Thirst Drinks community. So when I, when I post something, comments, I, instead of commenting back from Thirst, from Thirst account, I'll go in from I got Ethan it. From Thirst. Just from that little personal touch, just that extra authenticity, so what's, just so they know that the owner is caring. I like, love that. I'm really doing that. So what's, really so I believe it, I see it. Amy, did you have something to add while I'm looking? I mean, like, my question is, I, we all know that documenting, creating content is a great idea, but at the same time, like, why do you want to build the personal brand? Like, you directly connected yeah. it to why Gary is doing it. He has an agency. All of these assets help him. But at the same time, I, I get it. If if the personal brand is going to help you in some way you can't even fathom yet down the road, that's great. But if you know why you're going to talk to an audience on a different site, on a different platform, on a different account... You'll know who you're talking to a little bit better because it does. I don't. It doesn't sound to me like you're talking to the thirst audience because that's why you would post on the thirst account. Why are you posting on Ethan's account? Who are you talking to? Because the more you look at the camera like it's a person, the more it's going to feel like you're connecting with them, and you have to know who that person is really well in order to do that. Right. I, I want to build up my brand because I, I guess I want the leverage for the next. That's thing, right. You know, I that's feel, exactly I feel right. Like I've built a huge business as a as a pretty young kid, and I'm like. Hey, this is cool. I want people to know about it so that I can go to the next thing. No, I think that's, by the way, I think that's right. And looking at your account, my question is, what's the problem? Just putting my content, like, I, should I share my tips and tricks or should I only be documenting, ah, you know? Ah, let's, you know? let's go back to that point. Thank you for that. Okay. Uh, let's really. I, I mean, I, no, I'm, no. Wondering, I'm wondering, do I share my, you know, knowledge that I feel why, like I have? Why, or, you know, do I why, why, why wouldn't you? Because I, I because of the out there, you know. Like, no, 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 I no, 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 no. That makes no sense to me. Let's stay on this, Ethan. You wouldn't share tactics that you've used to build up your business because you're worried that somebody who's full of and makes pretender entrepreneur will do what? Play with me here. No, I don't. I don't care about them. I, I'm worried. I'm more worried about being. I like. I don't want to be perceived as one of those. Just like. Just like you're talking about. All but you're. But you're but you're putting you're putting out content now, like like I'm looking at your content. You you have a post on your account of a screenshot where you text somebody about you know an increase of fifty percent in sales. I don't think you're worried about the part. I think you just might not actually want to share the information because you might think it's a competitive advantage. No. no. Okay. So then why wouldn't you no. share it? I guess just because I. Dude, I'm in the mix of it. Like, I'm, I go to the University of Utah. I see these guys, like, just, you know, like, I'm, starting I'm, social media I'm, 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 I'm wildly confused why you think that matters to you. I see them, too. They all copy me every day. I think about them zero. Why are you thinking about them? If it's a perception issue, is it because you only feel like you can post something when you have a hard metric to offer that can prove that you know what you're doing and you don't feel like talking in hyperbole other times because it's like it could be perceived any which way? Maybe I, I but he's I doing it. But he's but but you're doing it. Like 
but you post a three minute nine video titled it's not about the likes, comments, or followers and then there's gonna be three minutes of you here talking into the mic. You're, you're doing all the behavior, like you look like a huckster to me. The only thing, the only thing that keeps you from not, I look like a huckster to people too, bro. The only thing that keeps one away from not being a huckster is not being a huckster. Right. It's permission. That's, that's maybe why I'm getting, I'm so defensive about it because I'm like, dude, I built a real business and I want to be like, I'm going to like, I don't be associated with those people. I'm like, I'm the real, like, you know. You won't be know, associated just, with them. You built a business. You're not associated with them. I, Bro, I, every, I, everybody thinks I'm exactly like some of the people that are the worst hucksters of them all. There's nothing I can do about that. That's on them. If you're, it, like, you're just worried about other people's opinions way too much. Which is really funny to me because if the why is that you want to leverage this in the future, that's based on other people's opinions. So I I feel like you need to kind of draw the line. I think we talked about it a little bit before the call. If you're making this decision, if you don't have any shame in what you're doing, if you're a success at it and you want to show it to the world, um, it's very easy to let everyone's now opinions you know, keep you from doing something, but the bandwagon, once it gets going, people will jump on board, but you gotta, you gotta keep it up. And Ethan, I have a news report for you. If you don't make content, the Hucksters are gonna keep making content. (laughs) So what are we doing here? The are you accomplishing? We're building real businesses out here, man. So build it. So let's go back to why you're asking, Amy, go ahead, I saw you wanna say something. Well, so now it's like, you don't wanna look like everybody else that's a huckster and their ego, but you're using your ego as an excuse as to why you're not gonna share it because you're like, oh, I'm doing real business over here, I can't possibly make the time to talk about it, but you can because you know it's valuable because you're smarter than that. So it it, it doesn't make sense. I don't feel like I'm insecure. I mean, I've branded myself as this little soda shop boy that to moms coming to the drive through I'm not worried about it that way. I guess, I guess in parallel, I'm asking like, how do I do this too? Because I'm running a small business. I can't, I can't hire a D-Rock, you know, like. You do, and, and you know, do it. Like we, all, you, we all start small on the iPhone, yeah. but that's no, what no. I'm doing. But, like, but bro, but bro, let's just take a step back. Like, like this is real life now. Like when I started doing Twitter in 2007, Wine Library was doing 50 plus million dollars in business. I was super busy, had 100 employees, and I did all my own social media, made content, and engaged with community. I just went to sleep at three o'clock in the morning because I was trying to win the whole thing. Now, I don't recommend that for everybody. Like, not everybody wants that, not everybody does that. Like, but, but it's doable. Like, I don't know what you're talking about. There's people running way bigger businesses than you at the same age who are making content. Like, it's not super, con- like, uh, the question becomes, I think that there's some stuff that you have to get real with yourself on about it. A, you know, the truth is undefeated. So regardless of what I say or you say or we say or Amy says or they say in the comments, if you're a real entrepreneur and you build a real business, that's how it's gonna play out, right? B, I think you're, you're, especially if you're following me this your whole life, four years, uh, but like <laughs> you know how valuable personal brand can be for leverage. I think you're on the right track. I think that you might be better at being an entrepreneur than you are at being a content creator and communicator or you're lacking patience or you do overvalue judgment or you'd like to see more traction and it's you know causing friction. All these things are real conversations which are all fine. You just have to, listening to this and when you watch these 13 minutes back, the complete unlock, because we asked all the right questions, 
is gonna be mm-hmm. where do you need to get real with yourself that you didn't get in this call. I promise you, Ethan, that is the answer. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much, Gary. Ethan, Thank one you. thing that might help you is go back and watch, go back and look at all my tweets from 2007. It'll take you 15 minutes, but go back and find them. Mm-hmm. Uh, the team mm-hmm. did this recently. I think one of my, the tweet they used in the content, I got two likes. No, no retweets, mm-hmm. no comments, two likes. You know, some were none. Thank you, Dustin. Like, Gary, you, Gary, you know what everyone asks me because I'm I'm yelling about text because that's just blowing up my business right now. Text marketing is. Yep. How does it? How do you? Do you know how it fits into a small business? Because it's kind of expensive, dude, for for a small business. Like, it costs me five cents a text to send these out. I know I, you're yelling about it. Do you know anything? Does your team know anything about how this can work for small businesses? Because I mean, if I have a ten thousand person text list. That's bucks. Yeah, know? but you haven't amortized out the value in return yet. No, well, I see it. I see it, but I'm just wondering. Well, if real I quick, it, like real quick. You see it. How many? Ready? Books. Let's be real. I think you're gonna like this. How many people are on the text platform right now? I have about almost eleven thousand uh, texts. Is it worth? Is it worth five hundred dollars a text for you? A couple times a month, but I, I, it works so good. My, my. Customers love it so much. I'm trying to figure out. Are you selling on it, or is it, or is it you using it as a, as a service to them? I'll use it as a hey. This weekend we're gonna be baking fresh soft pretzels. We'd love to see you. Have a great weekend and a picture of the pretzel or something like that. Yeah. So I think a I think five cents a text is too expensive from what I can recall in my head. Like for example, actually, 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 you're gonna love me right now. I'm literally gonna give you a real piece of data. There was a text we sent out. Let's see here. Just want to make sure I get this. Give me 40 seconds. Actually, will it be here? No. Give me 40 seconds. Amy, keep him occupied. <laughs> I, I mean, like, to me, it sounds like it's working great. And I'm, I'm curious to hear, like, what the issue is. It's expensive, absolutely. But if it's bringing you business, if you've seen, if you've seen a movable I, difference, are you seeing more than a $500 difference that weekend? Like, you, you think I was handing out free money when I sent out these texts? Like, <laughs> Ethan, send me an email. Send me an email to Gary at VaynerMedia. We sent out 9,191 emails. 9191 text today cost us 248.72. So you might just be going with a service provider that's got a premium. So right there, we've saved you 250 bucks a text. It sounds yeah. like it's worth I'll, it. I'll, 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 I exported, this is, this is for your following too, Gary, because I know a lot of them are small businesses. If you export the, your POS data, 90% of the time that has phone numbers in it. Yeah. <laughs> And if you text those customers, they will come running back. I got that for you, you I did you, it. You better, you better make sure that your compliance though, like you don't extract the numbers and text cold because there's a lot of compliance issues with texting for everybody who's listening. So and we do I think not want to kill well, this industry already. I think, you wanna, <laughs> I think what you want to do there. Well, what we do is a, yeah. is a loyalty system. Yep. So if you want to yep. back, I got it. A free yeah, if you're making a, if you're make, yeah, if you make a, prom, if you make a promise up front that you're gonna text, people are open to letting their text open. Ethan, rewatch this and deploy deploy some true answers to yourself about it and go execute. Thank you so much, Gary. Right, bye-bye. Let's get another call in. That was fun. It's That's really funny. interesting. I mean, I think, you know, what's fun about that call is there's a lot of good ingredients there. 100%. Right? And he's 22. It's amazing. And, I he's, mean, and he's got it. Yeah. Like, he built a business already uh, a real one like I a, mean like a just, real one. he's hitting the ground running it's so easy to get tripped up by opinions especially this young in life but in general he's probably hitting he a lot to of build it. up a much bigger social media platform but he doesn't want to be a- hello 
Calvin. This is Calvin. Calvin, this is Gary Vayner. How are you, Calvin? <laughs> Doing well. Uh, good to be back on the show. Thanks, Calvin. Um, so, Gary, I asked you on episode 202 about celebrating. And um, I think Amy asked you something around it once, too, about, like, how do you get the energy back after doing something big? Both of you guys are up to really big things. Calvin is on it. Time of year, we have so many people about to set New Year's resolutions. Yes. And aiming bigger. And I'm just curious for both of you, Amy and Gary, like, first of all, what are you celebrating right now um, to end 2019? And more importantly, how are your sights now set on 2020? Like, how do you goal set? How do you vision set? Like, what's going on? You first, Amy. I mean, I'm excited about my new book. Uh, that's pretty much my 2019. I mean, like the end of a decade. This, this is our heyday at Amy TV, like January, New Year, New Me. It's a new decade. Like we're just going to have so much fun with that. But you also can't get so engrossed in that. Th- it's very easy to have New Year's resolutions. It's a totally different thing to execute and and to actually stick with something. A habit isn't a habit because you called it a habit. It's a habit because it becomes a habitual. Um, so, right. yeah. So I think that's um, that's a lot of what's in front of me. I mean, like is helping people understand understand that they actually have the time to do the things that they want to do if they care about it that much. And um, Gary, you've talked about this ad nauseum. How late are you watching Netflix at night? What could you be doing? By the way, it's very easy to get seven hours of sleep if you know you're you want to wake up early and do the thing that you want to do um and I have such a totally different perspective I think about where I was 10 years ago it's probably when I discovered Gary read crush it in 2009 totally different place in my life I've had tragedy happen I've had beautiful things happen I've had high of highs happen I just wrote my second book which is really weird I'm I'm very excited to be able to take what I've learned in the especially in the last couple of years into the next stage of my life because I think it's the best place that my headspace could be right now to be realistic about the fact that we're so lucky to breathe every day yeah I'm yeah. um, um, uh, there is no micro event Resi selling or or Vayner being positioned for a big year or a sneaker deal, a car deal, a wine company. Like there's no micro event. Even even family stuff, kids getting older, you know, family time, mm-hmm. even that I call a micro event. I, I don't celebrate because I'm always celebrating. I don't yeah. I don't celebrate micro. I truly celebrate macro. I'm literally one of these people. You know, it's funny, I'm not religious, but I'm definitely spiritual. Like, I literally wake up and I'm like, yeah. You have not talked about this enough, Gary. I just have to say. Yeah, I agree with like you. The, like, your, the, the spiritual side and things like that. that because you know what's funny? That- because you know what's funny? I'm trying to find different angles to say the same thing because I want, I'm hoping yeah. to use something, even the way you're reacting. Calvin, you're on your if you knew 202 and you knew Amy asked me that question, so you're consuming and you have context. And you're right. I, I don't know if I've ever even used spiritual. I think maybe one other time if I'm like kind of feeling it. Uh, the reason I'm saying that is, I don't think people hear me. I really mean it when I say that I woke up this morning and I was like, phew, no phone call in the middle of the night that I have to run to the hospital. Phew, yeah. I'm super pumped I'm not in heaven right now. Cause that, you know, that brain hemorrhage <laughs> Sounds overnight like a great me off and I have yet. a ton of <laughs> to do. Like, you know, like, like I, I don't celebrate because I'm actually celebrating. And it's a kind of how I think about meditating and it's how I kind of think about balance. Like I've got some gear inside of me that has a deep perspective that puts me in such a good place that I'm celebrating everything and nothing, you know, and 
that's that. Like, I don't know, like everything's fun. Well, like, the thing like, is with yeah. you that's so interesting is, what's so interesting about you though is a lot of people get that from something, usually. They usually get that from their religion, uh, maybe they found something yeah, I think that's right. or they read something. You haven't done any of that. I found it within myself. Yeah. You know what's funny? Yeah. I've been thinking about lately this thought. Was I so de- I cried so much from one to eight. From zero to eight, Gary Vaynerchuk cried every day. I was so okay. emotional. My new hypothesis is the following. Huh, I am so empathetic. And when I say crying, when I was sad, when my mom was sad, when I saw somebody else was sad, when like t- watching a movie, TV, I didn't like the way that person got picked on in first grade, I cry. Like literally, this is a scene in my head right now. Somebody get, I, I, I know what it is. A kid got picked on in class, I see it, I just start crying. Oh. My belief is that I might be so empathetic. You th- like people a lot. That I think oh my God, I started what? building a reverse behavior of detachment mm-hmm. to even get through mm. by being so empathetic I became that I created some sort of thing within myself that made me go the complete other way to make life palpable and I practiced it so hard and that I probably was naturally born so empathetic and that my counter reaction was to detach myself from those feelings that I'm now playing at such a bridge of I don't give a I care about everybody. This is what yeah. I've always been confused about with you because I'm I feel like I'm <laughs> like I operate at very similar levels than you all the time but I am 100% introverted. I know how to be on when I need to be on. I I love connecting with people in a conversation. I don't need to look at my I phone. I would I would argue I have introverted characteristics. I'm wildly good at being by myself. That's why like, I'm like you're wh- both. You're 100% both. And I'm real extreme on both too. It's like crazy. I, I think I recognize that in you too and like my into and it's not this not like it's not better or worse i think you might be here and i might be here mm-hmm. and in that is even something cuz i definitely know what happens in between this and this that that's my that's my th- theory right now i think i got it from within myself out of yeah. out of a correction of maybe being too feelings oriented early on and then i think it became patterns and building and building and building i'm telling you i i couldn't explain to everybody here enough of how much crying I did in the first five to eight years of my life. I was constantly crying. I cried every time I lost in anything until I was like 15. It's weird when you're 13 with your buddies, you lose in like, you know, like in like, like Nintendo football and you're like crying and like punching wall. Like I, I, I could, I was, I'm hyper on emotionally and I think to get through, I created a, well, you a, learned that it didn't do anything, it sounds like. Yeah, or like yeah. it was exhausting. Yeah, right? it's like, 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 okay, so you know, we're still doing that. It's funny and that it's when you just said anything. that, like I went into a place of like, no, I think it was exhausting. Yeah. And I think that's why so, I am who I am. So I think. to tie that to... Yes. Um, the, uh, you mentioned... You I mentioned want to be the number one person you, on earth. I don't give a f- if nothing happens. That's awesome. That's it. Uh, so you, you're, in that good, you're in that good balance. So, it's... When you have a new year, so you have this big macro thing of someday buying the New York Jets. Yes. And there's that. 
and then you're in the trenches but every that's, day. When but that's a front for me just to keep playing forever. It's so easy to latch on to. It's okay. not the thing. It's like, the least thing. It, the thing is like, the process of trying. And then... It's like, so here's why I'm still going, guys. Still that. don't own the Jets. Well, Go ahead. My Go ahead. Go ahead. My question is, with a new year coming up, I know you usually take time off at the end of yep. the year. Are you actually planning no. and making no. goals for no. 2020? Or are you no. just like, what's coming on no. Monday? No, that's right. But... I may plan the next 15 years on an insight that I pick up on March 16th walking down to my car at 6.03 p.m. during a rainstorm and might say, wait a minute, I'm in complete and utter motion at all times. I'm in strategy all the time. I don't sit down and write out it on paper and say, oh, these last three years. And by the way, that's my strength and my weakness. I just still think I'm early. I eat my Mm. own advice. I believe at 44 years old that I'm not in panic mode on my great ambitions. Love it. How about you, Amy? I mean, like I, I look at my goals every single day, and they matter. To, they <laughs> matter awesome. to me. I'm rewriting them every that. day. But at the same time, I feel like they're my version of the Jets. Like. I enjoy everything I'm doing on a daily basis. If my goals change in a couple of days or a couple of weeks, a couple of months, it doesn't completely rock my world because I know I'm constantly moving forward. I think the problem becomes if you become so much of a goal person, a resolutions person, but you're never actually hitting any marks, um, that can be troubling, that can be difficult. But I, I feel very much on the same page as Gary that it's like these are helping me to make sure I stay on point with my why. They're helping me to not get um, distracted by whatever I saw on Instagram that looks cool. Like, Mm -hmm. okay, cool. That's my new goal. No, it's not. It's somebody else's and it's okay to be happy for them. But having something that I know drives me to focus on keeps me focused every day. So I'm not getting into the nitty gritty and all the dramas of the day. But then really, I'm happy to take everything in stride the way that it goes. Because that's life it is like, like crying, about, that. crying about the fact that you took on college debt because now you listen to me and you're like he's right like so now what there's no time machine like can we just go there once and for Please. all there is no time machine you're not going into a time machine and every second you dwell about something that has already happened or completely out of your control is a second you're not using on the solution. And also the news is just like loving that you're sitting on this because they're like, hey, hey, we might forgive all student debt. We might, and you could qualify. I'm not sitting here waiting to see how that works out for somebody. It's like, you've got to make that change on your own. And maybe if something good happens along the way, it's because you were working so hard at it on the day to day. Wiping out somebody's mistake is the quickest way to make sure they make it again. They do not learn. Last, last question uh, to Amy, if I can. Please. Sure. Okay, so Amy, uh, first of all, congratulations for being a part of Vayner Speakers, that's freaking rad. Thank you. Um, my question is for some of us new guys that are just up and comers, what, what advice would you give or how to get signed with something like Vayner Speakers to turn up? I mean, I'm doing, I've been doing a little bit of public speaking for the last couple of years, but I wanna turn it up like a lot. And so I'm just curious what advice you'd have to either be signed with an agency like Vayner Speakers or, yeah, just what would you do to 
do more speaking. Getting signed with an agency was never really on my radar. I think I knew that there was something like that would be advantageous to that, but never in my wildest dreams did I think, oh, it's going to be my buddy Gary that starts the agency. And then, <laughs> so I have two answers. A, get a significant other that will tweet Gary and be like, why isn't Amy on your speaking roster? Because shout out to Vinny. He's my number one honestly, sales guy. Honestly, I, I'm going to give a counter to that. Vinny's probably the biggest reason Amy doesn't have more opportunities with me because he's bugging the out of me and every time he leaves me alone I actually give Amy more ops. <laughs> I'm just I'm joking that was just no, to get Vinny going. Not, Keep no. going. Honestly the fr- like I'm sorry I'm sorry to interrupt because yeah. I because I actually like the way you communicate so I actually think you've got a shot here. Wh- whatever great advice Amy's about to give I just really want you to know the answer is content. Calvin when yeah. I when I wanted to take speaking seriously I did. I, I in 2015 yeah. I was like if anyone allows me to speak from an application or asks me to speak, I'm going to pay whatever it takes to get there. That's right. I went to the Philippines. Yeah. I went to Manchester, UK. I, I went everywhere. And I spoke on 15, 16, 17 stages that year. I spent yeah. a lot of money in travel, but I got experience. And then what happens? Yeah. People watch you on YouTube for whatever reason. They think you can talk to a, a thousand people in an audience when you're sitting alone in a bedroom talking to a camera, but it still worked out. Content in that capacity, yeah. plus actually getting out and getting experience. And then everybody was like, you got to write a book. So that helped. I have that piece down where I have experience. I've got to be on some fun stages. Uh, Spoke in Salt Lake City last year with Mel Robbins, Tom Bilyeu, Jay Shetty, and a few others. But it's just not that much. Like, go, like, go, go. Do you email? I emailed every single tech conference when I was doing Wine Library TV. I emailed every single tech conference that I could get on a Google alert and emailed them and asked them if they would have me to speak. Okay, so don't annoy you, but go ahead and just go reach out to everybody else and that's the way to get in. Or annoy me. The game is about asking. And at the end of the day, like, there's not going to be one clear cut way. The loudest person still wins a lot of the time. Like, if they are consistent, if they're persistent, and the one thing that I've always had is I've had staying power. Like, for me, if I'm just talking about me at this point. I have been producing content for 10 years. I have stuck around. Yeah. It's not been, when are you going to give up on YouTube? I'm not giving up on YouTube until they give up on the world. Like I, I'm just going to keep doing what I know how to do in the best capacity that I know how. I promise you, especially now where everybody's talking about how, um, what's the word? Um, not not super busy, super crazy. The amount of content that's out there is just, it's a lot. It's saturated. And that's a great excuse, but it's also kind of true. But if you hang tight on what your thing is and you're the best at it and you just keep staying there and you're the last guy standing at the end of the day, like someone's going to discover you. If nothing else, or you might suck at it. I paint every day. I don't know. That's fair. My intuition is like, I'll be decent. Like, you know, I ended up being great at speaking. Like, you know, but Calvin, I think I need, you need to put more reps in. You like, you have to go take it. Bothering an agent, like, here's where everybody makes a mistake. Vayner Speakers, CAA, William Morris, please sign me so you do the work for me and it's easy. Yeah. What you need well, to do. I think what I, go ahead. What you need to do is you need to email every single conference. All of them. Yeah. Do you need another speaker? Yeah. Do you need another speaker? Do you need another speaker? Everybody wants- Do you need somebody to introduce your speakers? Yeah, like just- Do anything. It's work. It takes years and years and years. Everyone, like just so funny with like, obviously both of you know this and now I'm looking at your photo so I know exactly who we're talking to. Like Calvin, you know this, Amy knows this. 
I've been doing this for a long, 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 long time. Like now it seems like all your friends, like now people really do know me. Like I've definitely taken that yeah. next step in the last 24 to 36 months. But, but both of you knew I was a little, I was a big deal in our little circle, right? But you know, like they're all different steps. And before that I wasn't a big deal in that little circle. And I was a wine retailer. Watching you go on the on the uh, Tonight Show and and do wine feels like a nostalgic moment. We're all reflecting yeah, on from a former life. Like, it's not like, like oh, he's on Fallon. It's like oh, he's doing this again. Yeah, like, yeah it's just everybody like, kept wondering who's hosting this. Is this, is this Jay <laughs> You want to hear something? You want <laughs> Kevin? You want to hear something really really funny? <laughs> they cut it yeah. out. But we're doing the skit. Oh, no. Yeah, it, it was really funny to that point. <laughs> we're doing the skit. And I, and I see the producers say one more minute and I go, and Jimmy's like doing something. I'm like, Jimmy, he, like, like, let's hurry up here. We got about 30 seconds. And he just like turns to me and goes, this is my show. And they took it out. I thought they were gonna keep it. It was even worse than you think. They, they edited it to the best of their abilities. I mean, look, when I see the producers, I just know, speaking of which, we gotta get the out of here. Calvin, love you, see ya, bye. <laughs> Amy, thank you so much. Everybody's watching, please support this wonderful woman uh, who I think has a lot of perspectives that I obviously resonate with. And more importantly, just like there was a single piece of content that was the 87th time you heard me say it, but in that way, it broke through. My intuition is for a far majority of you that I've not been able to break through or paint the picture, maybe this book does. And so I assume it's super, I'm sure it's under 20 bucks, I hope. How much is this thing? It's under, it's (laughs) (laughs) 19.99. That was so fun. Uh, Support Amy's book. It would mean a lot to me. That would be your Christmas present to me. So see ya. Thank you, Amy. Thanks, Gary. Thanks, guys, for listening. Please, please, please share the podcast and make sure you've subscribed because a bunch of you aren't subscribed. And more importantly, a bunch of you listen every day and haven't told your friends it's the best podcast in the world. I'm watching. (laughs) Have a great day.